Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Pine. This evening, I am joined by Jeremy Dunn. Jeremy, how are you? I thought you were going to forget who was here. <laughs> I'm not that tipsy. <laughs> oh, I don't forget. I don't forget my right hand man. <laughs> oh, 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 that's true. <laughs> that's true. I am on your right hand side. Joe's on your left. But we thank God there's no camera. <laughs> So how is how are you? Oh my God! Can you believe that it's been a month of Sundays since we talked? Can you believe that we're going into our fourth year? I know, four years. I can't believe it. Four years that we've been on the air, and we're still talking. (laughs) I know, and and you and I still like each other. Yes. Who knew? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just yelled a little loud, and the dog came in going, what the hell is that? What's going on? She's, oh, my. So, so I know. You, oh, you know what? I've been good. I, I've enjoyed the the month of August off, I have to tell you. It's been nice. And um, we we have done all kinds of things and been all kinds of places and done lots of things and been all kinds of places. I think I'm repeating myself now. But, um, no, it's been good. I, I've been very busy with my day job, so it's it's been pretty – It's I, I've actually – you know what? I've missed you, if if you must Aww. ask. I missed you, too. Uh, I, I have. I've, I've missed being on the air with you. i missed listening to your voice. <laughs> And part of me misses holding you. <laughs> well, and I, and I have to say, but but hold on. We used to hold each other all the time. We did. We we held each other. We held each other close, sometimes naked. I don't remember. <laughs> of course you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't remember. Ah. So, so thank God I know you were. For, yes, yes. No, I know Sorry. you're in, I, I'm um, crying over here. I, I I'm apologizing. No, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're in Charlotte and, and you know, recently in this month of August, uh the East Coast itself has experienced an earthquake. I know. And Hello. It was a a six, what was it? I think it was a five point nine. Yeah, it was nothing. Nothing. Now I was that you. close was that cause I think it was close was it closer to you than it was to me? Actually, Actually, you know who he's closer to? Sean Decker. Yeah. 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 It was up towards Richard, uh, um, what is it, Virginia. Um, it was in Virginia. Richmond? <laughs> Richmond, thank you. <laughs> Richmond, <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> God. Oh, wee so, did you feel it? 
No, I didn't feel it at all. As a matter of fact, the day that it happened, I was running around frantically because it was like two days before Pride here in Charlotte. I'm running around going, oh, my God, where are all the brochures and where is this and where is that? And people who were actually working that day are going, did you feel that? We're we're shaking. And they go on to the Internet and said, I think we just had a heart heart attack. I think we just had an earthquake. (laughs) I said a heart attack. Oh, God. (laughs) And and so – so they go on, and, and sure enough, yes, an earthquake had just struck. And I'm like, really? I didn't feel a damn thing. And then I realized that me, growing up in California, I don't register anything under a 6.5. <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely but I mean, like, Were you driving true. when it happened, or like were you like – No, you know, I was like, walking. I was walking around <laughs> And really, you didn't feel it at all? I didn't feel a thing. That's weird because, see, when it hit, we were sitting here, um, you know, it was in the afternoon and around 1 o'clock, and me and Joe were sitting here in the, in the living room, and we're sitting here watching TV talking about something. And all of a sudden, we hear this glass start shaking on the table, and we see the, and the table's shaking. And, I, and, you know, usually it's the dog underneath who's, like, scratching her back or something that's shaking the table. So I yell, <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> because they're scratching moving the table. And I looked down, they're both passed out sleeping. And Joe's like, the couch is moving. I think we're having an earthquake. And I'm like, no, no way, whatever. There's no way that was an earthquake. Like, you know, it was crazy, whatever. And then I put on the news three hours later, and here we had, there was an earthquake in Virginia that was felt all the way up to Toronto and Massachusetts. And all the way I down know. to Georgia. Do you believe so that? kind of crazy. Mother Nature is it, not happy. Uh, no. You know Why? I figured it out. Earthquakes, hurricanes, it's gay marriage in New York. Oh, it has to be. It's got to be. You know what? Yeah, it has to be. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Gay marriage, New York, got to happen. But, and and here's what's funny, is that, um, who who was it that said it was, actually? I think it was like Pat Robertson or one of them. That, that said, oh, the reason why the earthquake happened and the reason why that, that, that what was her name, Irene happened, it was because of gay marriage in New York. And, and funny enough that neither one of them actually hit New York dead on except for Irene. But by the time Irene hit New York, it was like nothing. Now, how was Irene when it hit you? I don't know. It hit way far out on the coast. So it kind of didn't hit you really, really. No, like, because like, we're... It, we're 300 miles. How far are we? Um, hold on. Mark is in the room actually with me. Um, Mark, how far are we from the coast? And and I'm looking at Mark, and Mark's looking at me, and he's kind of smirking a little bit, and now he's he's getting ready. A fucking hundred miles. A fucking hundred. I mean, oh, my God, Mark, we're on the air. I can't say that word. Um, we're, we're far. <laughs> we're far so away from the coast. A hundred miles from the coast. Several hundred miles hard. Yes, several hundred miles from the coast, but um, we got a lot of the um, we got a lot of the outer band of of Irene, and we got a lot of wind, a lot yeah. of wind. But the wind that we got, we were having twenty mile an hour sustain, and then they um, uh, the gusts were up to about forty or fifty miles an hour. So it wasn't 
horrible, but it wasn't pleasant either. Right. But I no, we got lost hit power. Hard. Yeah, we lost power actually for about 13, 14 hours. Um, originally, when the power went out, it went out on midnight, I think, um, on that Saturday night. And Sunday we woke up, we had no power. I mean, there was just nothing we could do. And when you're used to sleeping in the air conditioning and the fans, you know, it's hot and gross. When you ain't got any kind of, you know, anything to blow out on you. So it was it was kind of disgusting. But, I mean, they first reported that we were our area, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, was going to be out of electricity for one to two weeks. Ooh. I mean, so that's kind of like scary. Like my sister has two kids, and she's like, "I have to find some. I have to find a plan. Like I have to find something to do for two weeks." You know, thank oh, God no, it was no, only no, no, hours. no, 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 no. You tell your sister what she can do is one of two things: either chop them up and serve them <laughs> for dinner, or two, or two, you sell them to the nearest Chinese woman who'll take them and um, and 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 use them for slave labor. <laughs> so I mean, it was an experience. I stayed up in the middle of the night, and I looked out because I have you know insomnia sometimes, and I have been looking out and I see these trees across the street look like spaghetti. Like they were just getting blown all over. I mean, it was really crazy. But I'm glad that we survived. Yeah, yeah, we were fine. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here too. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I missed you. (laughs) Oh, wait, we need to start talking about AIDS and HIV, right? Yeah. Sooner people or are, later. People are, yeah. So people are tuning in for for our lovely hot topics and stuff like that. So, <laughs> that's right. They're um, sitting here listening to us talk about like crap. That's okay. No, they all experienced it, so it's something cool. If you're new to the show and listening for the first time, um, and you have a hot topic or something you want to discuss, or you have a question, you can put it in the chat room here, or you can send us. Um, you can call us here at the phone lines three four seven two one five. Nine four four two. If you're on the line and you want to speak to us, you have to press the number one. Um, I did have a couple hot topics that were tweeted to the radio show at Pause I Am for those that are interested. Um, I had the first one that came to me this afternoon by um, this organization on Twitter is M S N A W G. So you um, you can find more information at them at M S N A W G. And they said they want to talk about the amount of money that certain people spend on their weddings. Um, recently, there was an NBA star and reality TV person who had a wedding that cost $20 million, and I guess this person feels that they should be using their money to help those living with HIV and AIDS um, instead of spending that type of elaborate money on the wedding. Um, Jeremy, what do you feel about that? Oh, my God. Okay. So so first, you know what? It's their money. They can spend it on whatever they want. That's that's the first thing. And if somebody wants to spend $20 million on their wedding, it's their day. Get over it. Move on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, it's not who are we to say what you can spend on your wedding and, and what you can't spend on your wedding. So exactly. for me... Um, and the, the specific person she's talking about, or he's talking about, I'm assuming, is Kim Kardashian. And 
just because uh, she was the one who recently got married. Um, but the yeah. way I look at it is she probably didn't even pay anywhere near what the wedding cost for her wedding because most of it was given to her for publicity reasons. You know, I mean, the way I look at it is we can't tell people how to spend their money. We can only ask them to spend the money a certain way. But we can't That's demand right. certain people who work damn hard. And I'm somebody who I support Kim K. Okay, she's one of my girls. We're down like that. Um, but she is somebody who works hard for her money. So who am I to tell her where she can spend her dollars? You know what? We can certainly – I agree with you. you we, we can certainly ask for, for people to, to give money. And we can certainly ask for um, people to to you know support, but we you know what? Okay, and this is probably going to sound horribly bad when I say it, but you know what, folks? As Joan Rivers likes to say, get a fucking life. <laughs> I, you know what, I hate to say it, but get a life, folks. It, it's, you know what, these are private people, these are private citizens who happen to be, you know, in the public eye, yay, yippee, you know, whatever. But you know what, they're allowed to spend their money on whatever they want to. So whoever wrote this tweet in, here's what I have to say back to you. Be nice. Instead of that $5 that you're spending on a latte, instead of that $3 that you're spending on a Big Mac or whatnot, give it to an AIDS organization. It's the same thing. It's, it, it is the exact same thing. So, you know what, if you're going to want to spend your money on what you want to spend it on, and then if you want to take your mo- some of your money – Whatever that might be, could be five dollars, it could be five hundred thousand dollars, whatever it might be, and you want to donate that money to an aid service organization, or you want to put that back into the AIDS community. We thank you, but you know what? If you want to get married and you want to spend fifty dollars on your wedding, which means by going down to the um, county clerk's office and getting a piece of paper, or you want to spend 500000 or, or or in this case, $20 million. Go for it. It's your wedding, not mine. Go for it. It's your money, not mine. Right. Go for it. I agree. Fun. Moving right along to the, <laughs> yes, the sorry. next topic that was treated to us. Um, this topic was treated to us by Sister underscore Mischief. Um, and she would like us to discuss funding, awareness, treatment, and prevention in and for those people that are transgender, transsexual, genderqueer, and questioning population. And, um, you know, like, what can oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, Robert. Go back, go back, go back. Can you read that whole list of stuff for me again? Yes. It was okay. funding, awareness, treatment, and prevention in and for the transgender, transsexual, genderqueer, and questioning population. What the hell does gender queer mean? I don't know. I am not sure, um, but I don't want to come off as ignorant. So I, 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 I'm okay, sure. Okay, so, so I'll come off as ignorant. What the hell does gender queer mean? If anybody who's listening right now understands what the phrase gender queer means, please call in and educate us. 
I don't know what it means. I really don't. No, no, so, it's fine. It's fine. So, okay. so the question is, is what can we do to, to help bring awareness to the transgender, transsexual, genderqueer, and questioning population? And what, we, what I can say is, as something that we can do as the HIV positive community is those people that identify as somebody in those in, in those categories or, or in that well, population. Well, I get all of the others. Gender yeah, queer. Well, okay, Google somebody, it while I'm somebody in the uh, 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 okay, um, um, Orca Man Forty Two says androgynous equals gender queer. Oh, 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 and Michael Lee Howard. By, by the way, Michael Lee Howard, who's like posting right now, had an amazing CNN article about him. Oh, I know. I know. It was amazing. Okay. Amazing. Okay. So we'll come back to that and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Gender queer is usually the group of people who do not identify as gender, just as queer. Uh, right. I am so confused. <laughs> Still they don't identify question. as man or woman. So my 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 solution to this would be if you are somebody who identify as one of those categories or as one of those types of people then I would say come and you're living with HIV we need you to speak up we need you to come out of the shell and and talk about it because the only way for people to pay attention to HIV and AIDS awareness is when they see somebody who mirrors themselves talk about the disease and talk about what it's like to live with the disease so in order for that population to become more aware, they need somebody who is transgender, transsexual, genderqueer, or questioning to come out and be a spokesperson for somebody living with HIV and AIDS. And if there is somebody who fits into those categories and would like to come on this show and talk about it, then please contact me. Go to pauseline.com. We'd love to have you come on because this is a subject that we haven't really been able to touch into because not too many of those people who identify that way are open about their HIV status. So if you are, please contact us at the show. We would love to have you on. Please, please and, and please educate the rest of us who don't know anything about it. Right. Because we don't. And it's not that we're trying to be ignorant. I mean, as gay people, we should know all the different kinds. But it's things are so much different than just gay and straight. You know what I mean? And when I was raised, that's all it was. It was gay or straight. You know what I mean? There, was, there wasn't difference different choices. Oh, you're, you're young. I, I had bisexual um, people. Oh, well, we just identified those as gay. But <laughs> so anyway, so they were the two topics that were tweeted to us. So let's yeah. go ahead, and I'm going to see if um, Michael Lee Howard is, is listening, and I know he is because I've seen him. I know him. he I is. He's, 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 he's in the chat room. I want him to call into the show, and I want him to talk about his his, his interview because it was fabulous and you know we talk about it on Pause AM and we posted it but I want him to come on and talk a little bit about it because you know it was done on HIV positive tattoos and the you know different tattoos that people get to represent their status and I'm wondering you know how that was for him because that was his first I believe his first really huge interview and to me he did amazing well you know what he not only did he do an amazing job but the I don't I don't know if anybody read the comments on on CNN on CNN.com, but 
they were they they were they were awful. They were just is that a word? Really, they were awful. They were awful. Some of these people were like, "Ugh, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to advertise it? Why would you?" You know, and then you had other people going on and going, well, I had the biohazard, and, and I thought it was something else, and now now I've got it on me. What does that say about me? I'm not HIV positive. You know, it, it, it was – they. It, i got to tell you, the American public is absolutely abhorrent in, in – in, in, in their in, in just how they view they view things. If you want to see how awful the American public can be, go to CNN sometimes and and look at um, the comment section in some of their in, in some of their uh, in their articles. It is I'm actually going to uh, post it in the chat room so people can uh, at least view the link while we're discussing yes, it. Yes, please. Um, yeah. But they they were cruel. People were absolutely yeah. cruel, and and they do this online behind a a veil of anonymity, and it, it just you know you ask somebody if they would do that to somebody's face. Oh no, no, they wouldn't at all. But as long as they're under some pseudonym, under some screen name mm-hmm. online, it's okay. It's absolutely no, I agree, and, and, I have, and I have to applaud Michael for going oh. there and showing his face and doing all that because it, all those negative comments you kind of ignore, especially when you're getting emails or if people are contacting you, Michael. Or I'm sure people are reaching out to him on Facebook or things like that because they're Googling him just to know somebody else who's living with HIV who may be in the same area. And just that kind of thing makes it all better. Uh, Michael, if you want to call us, it's three four seven two one five nine four four two. I just actually saw that. But you know what? Uh, when, when I, I think... watched it, I was <laughs> uh-huh. I, I got to tell you, I was at work, and um, I'm sitting there. I'm at my in my office. I'm in my desk, and and I was and and I do. I, I check the news every now and again throughout the day, and I'm I'm looking at this, and I see this. I see this headline about um. What was it? it was something about tattoos and HIV tattoos or something like that. And I said, oh, well, this looks interesting. And and I said, Michael Howard. And I'm like, huh, that name sounds awfully familiar to me. And then I and then I clicked on it, and I looked at it. I'm like, oh, that's Michael Lee Howard. I know Michael. He's he's on Paz I Am. And, I, you know, it, it's just I felt this immediate connection, and I felt like a little kid starstruck all over again. And then I watched it, and I cried. I had this, this, these tears of, of just it, – it wasn't sadness, and it wasn't – and I'm not going to say happiness or joy, but it was just – they were tears of, of, of connection, I guess, is, is, the, is the only thing that I can think of. But it was, I'm here, and, and I know this guy, and, 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 I, and I know what he's talking about. And, and I'm sitting at my desk, and I'm and I'm crying, and I'm watching this this incredible piece. And then I, I scroll down the page, and I read the comments, and and I was heartbroken. 
And that made me cry even more. But I was mm-hmm. heartbroken because it was, you know what, here is somebody who is um, doing something and reaching out and, and really trying to raise awareness. And um, and it was, and people saw it for something that it really wasn't, and and that w- that's what hurt so badly, and uh, and that's what was was that that's 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 what was just devastating to see, and and to see and to see that um, people in the United States really really thought that way, and felt that okay, way. Okay, Michael, are you with us? Yeah. Oh, okay. Michael. I wanted to make sure you were there and you could hear all that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually did get to hear it all. <laughs> good, good. Okay, good. I'll shut up now. No, no, it's okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah. What was it like, Michael? Well, the whole experience was very different. So um, I actually found out about it on the the Pause I Am site, of course. Um, and I, I the whole thing is just crazy because I honestly thought it was going to be like them sit down with me for like you know a couple of hours. And it ended up being um, two days worth of shooting, and some. Wow. Of, and I have to, and yeah, it, it, and I have to say, the guy who the, the whole conversation apparently actually started from the camera guy who took who did all the videoing, um, the videographer. It, actually, he told me he's friends with, and I'm going to draw a blank now. Um, he has the blog on. He, he's the one who actually started the whole page um, on the HIV and tattoos, and I'm drawing a blank on names. Mark King. Michael King? Yes, Mark, Mark King. Yeah. Yes, Mark is actually friends with the videographer's boyfriend. So they were having this whole conversation about over, I guess, beer pong, over what different tattoos meant, and then it wait, turned into stop. HIV tattoos. Michael, Michael, wait, Michael, Michael, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You just said beer pong. Yes. That's correct. Beer pong. Yes. It's a call it's, it's a huge college game and yes, I, know, I did say beer pong. I, I, I'm picturing Mark King playing no, beer no. pong. It's Mark King's it's Mark King's friend's boyfriend. Oh, okay. So it must be a younger yeah. person. But I still he like is. the idea yeah. of Mark King playing beer pong. That would be an interesting um picture in my brain. Uh, but, okay, um, so so let's do this. Tonight from go, going forward. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark King plays beer pong. Okay, <laughs> let's keep going. No, I think he does. I really do. I, I think Mark P- King pay, plays beer pong because Michael Howard said so. <laughs> Great. Now, now there's going to be whole rumors because of me. <laughs> so, um, I love so telling yeah, rumors. Me. Come on. I'm, I'm totally typing that in here. Okay, okay. Mark <laughs> King. Go on, Michael. So, um, so yeah, so they came up, and of course, I told Jacob. I said I ended up first um, talking with Elizabeth, who's the one who actually wrote the piece, and um, have a very long conversation with her. And then I got an email from her saying, "Hey, we're going to come up to Portland." And I thought, "Okay, this is weird. This is CNN, like weird." And of course, telling my friends about it, and I'm thinking it's going to fall through or whatever, because that's just the way I think. And um, it ended up being two days of, and, and like I said, some of the comments make me laugh. For instance. We first started out by going to a coffee shop, and yes, it's true, I got a smoothie, and I did spill it because I'm 
the clumsiest human being you can ever meet. And I know that one of the people wrote, like, in the comments section, like, did he purposely spill over the tattoo in order – or spill over his smoothie in order to show off his tattoo? That's crass. And I thought, yeah, because that's what I do. I spill my smoothie so I can show off my tattoos. You know? uh, that's what I do. Yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty typical, you know. But it, it, it is, because then then I get a free smoothie. Exactly. And that's actually what happened. I got a free smoothie. But um, <laughs> so we ended up going and having these the, – um, we ended up going over to a park. We didn't want to do it at the house, he said, because of the way that I spoke. We ended up having – it was actually funny. It was one of those things where we actually filmed like about an hour's worth of interviewing type footage, and then we lost a majority of it because we found out the two video cards were fried. Oh, oh so, wait, 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 wait! You guys went to a park? Yes, that's we, okay. I, I know. Um, well, that's, and that's where the main part of the footage was on. And so then afterwards, he's like, "Hey, I'm, I think I'm going to come over, and we're going to, um, I'm going to go with you to work on the maps." And I'm like. Okay, this Wait, is weird. So you're gonna, he's going to work with you on what? It's called the Max. It's the light rail that we have here in Portland. Okay. And that's the, that's like the train that you see me getting on in the video. Uh-huh. Right. So then as like the whole thing progressed and we got more video footage, and I thought, he goes, yeah, we'll let you know when we end up filming it. And I said, okay, and not knowing what was going to happen. Um, next thing I know, I actually found out from a coworker that it was up. Um, she goes, oh, my God, you're on Channel 12 here in Portland. And I went, I'm what? And um, <laughs> next thing you know, um, I then I, there was that about an hour later, I got an email from Brandon, who's the videographer, who said they got all the footage up. And, of course, I went online and I watched it, and it was really a bizarre experience. Um, and okay. as they progressed, people kept emailing me and um Facebooking me and Google plusing me and everything, being like, "Watching you on TV," and I'm just going, "Oh boy, oh boy!" And I got in um, a local TV station wanted to like interview me that day, um, uh-huh. and I've been being contacted by um, there's this um, one of the HIV organizations doing a national speakers bureau. They want me to be doing that as well. Um, I'm just getting approached by, and then the local place, the local. Um, HIV Awareness Place was on there. Um, they want me to come in, work with them as well. And so it's kind of been a weird thing because it just kind of opened up this whole floodgate That's for awesome. me um, okay. in a so, good way. So, 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 Michael, let me let me ask this question. How is your family with all of this? Well, it's turned into – actually, it's funny you bring that up because uh, my mom actually – email me as she, from previous talks we all had. Um, my mom is very supportive, and she called me um, in tears, actually, telling me how proud she was of me, um, which was really neat. Um, my whole my side of the family has been really amazing with it. Um, my partner, you know, I don't know if you know this all, but they, he's not quite as open about everything with his family. Well, he ended up telling his sister, and then um, last night, actually, he told his mom um, because. Wait, 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 wait. Last night. Yes. <laughs> he told his mom last night because one of the people that's from his hometown, which is very small, um, actually saw the CNN article on the local news and told him, and he had a fear. I mean, the fear is that I mean, if his mom sees it and he's not talked to her about it, he doesn't want her to find out through the the grapevine. Oh, so he right. actually literally just told her last night. So 
So that's been kind of a, a unique experience now. So, <laughs> so, so Michael, the whole, the whole thing so, has been so like a lot. Of, a lot of people have issues. You know, they're afraid to go public with their story or do anything like like you have but, done recently. If you could go back and do it again, knowing what has happened, the repercussions, would you do it? Honestly, yes. So can, let let me ask this. Now, I God, I hope I'm not confusing guests. But, Michael, I remember, didn't you live in, in Washington State? For a long time, yes. Okay. Weren't you in uh, what, uh, eastern Washington, like Yakima? No, this is in Spokane. I okay. actually was in, I'm actually from the same town as another Mike who's been on the show, which is Okay, that's world. what it is. Okay, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Yes. Never hey, mind. We're, we're from the Yeah, I oh, think God. I know what you're thinking cuz he's he was very much much more closeted than I am. So Thank you. Okay, um, because that's the yeah. first thing that came to my mind. Cuz I'm like, "Oh my God, what a difference this has made." And 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 apparently it, it hasn't. <laughs> I'm sure it has. Sure it, it has. It actually has made a difference, and I have to say the funniest part of it all was actually reading the comments. <laughs> I I had a coworker who actually read, um, spent two hours reading every single comment that was on there, and Jacob, my partner, said, um, "Don't read the comments, please. Don't read them." And of course, that's me. Horrible. That's like you know, that's like somebody telling you, you know, like a parent telling you, "Don't go drinking," and the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go have a drink. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so, what did you think of the comments? I was just flabbergasted that people actually think like that. Um, but so I do have some favorite comments. Um, I think the do hardest you? part at first was I do. I, one of my favorite comments actually was um, if you turn the tattoo a certain way, it's three sixes, which I thought that was funny because they thought I'm the, like have the mark of the devil on me now. So <laughs> that one I was one of my favorites because I, I like if it's steady trying to turn my arm around trying to find three sixes. But um, oh, I, um, I was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I because I, I have one of my forearms. So uh, hold on, I'm looking. I'm looking. Hold on. Uh, six, <laughs> six, 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 and it keeps going around. Six, six, six. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think please. I was more just flabbergasted by the fact that people said things. But like, there were some comments on there, and and I had to do everything not to comment because like one person said that. Um, this person's sucking. This is why we have no money in the government for people on insurance. Um, and then one person <laughs> I, I replied back that one, and yes. said, "Yeah." And somebody replied back and said, "Maybe he actually has a job with his own insurance." And I was like, "Yeah, I do. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that one. Yes. Yeah. And and and, and Mike, Michael, I I didn't yeah. reply either. Yeah, I you know I thought I, I if I got on there I. I could start a war, but there was some nice ones, though, too. There was one lady who said, um, and, and she probably stands out the most, there was a, a lady on there that, that posted and said, so, Michael, wherever you're at reading this, I hope you know that these people are just stupid and that I think you're so brave and blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, and it's more weird reading comments when they say this man or this guy and you're realizing it's you. Right. <laughs> that's the part that's so weird because you're just like, oh, well, yeah, I guess that's me. I'm the guy. But, but yeah, it was a very – it's turned into, no puns intended, it's turned into a very positive experience. It's really opened up um, some things in me about what I want to do to be more educational because I think that that's something, based on all those comments, that is definitely needed. 
is um, to unstigmatize and, you know, and I'm also very, very thankful for Brandon and um, and Elizabeth who did the article because they both sat down and really just sat down and asked me a lot of very intense, very personal eye-opening questions that neither of them had any experience about. And it was just nice because they weren't trying to just create a story. They were trying to enlighten people. Right. You know, um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about, since I actually have you on the line here, Michael, because, you know, this was unplanned. So uh, you recently just posted the the, uh, recent hot topic on um, pause I am, and you know, you spoke about prevention, and is it the key um, in the new push on HIV and AIDS and things like that? In the article you read on CNN, and it talked about the you know the, the rising um, infection rates of gay and bisexual men younger than 30. And I wanted to know what were your thoughts on how we can better help educate those people. Well, I think that's a good question. Um, <laughs> One of the things that um, I think really needs to happen is, um, based upon my experience from going and doing a couple of speaker bureaus and speaking type of situations when I was in Seattle, um, we went and talked to a lot of seniors that were in high school, and we did three different sessions. And I think opening up the reality of what it's like and talking to people when they're younger and giving them the reality of, this is what life is like. It's not just you take pills and everything's all good. It's, there's, you know, usually depression that comes with it. There's a life change. There's dating changes. There's, And then it's not just something that's necessarily just manageable. There's all these other things that come along with it. And I think it by starting to educate people younger and catching them, like either going to colleges to speak or going to high schools where they're kind of having to listen and being able right. to be in a forum where they can ask questions, though, too. Because I think that that's what's happening is so many we, – we don't really, you know, educate enough for people that are younger. We just assume that they know because they have – in their lifetime, HIV has always existed. And we lump it into, well, make sure you wear protection so you don't get AIDS or HIV or, you know, get girl pregnant or <laughs> – but I think it needs to be its own issue and its own topic. And I think that the speakers' bureaus, I think, could be a really, really important part of that by getting out and speaking because I think by just putting posters up doesn't necessarily do it because a lot of people, especially young gay men, don't see that as themselves. Well, they don't, and, right? Yeah. They they want to talk to other young gay men. Exactly. And they want to, you know, and when you're young – and uh, this is a stereotype, but it's a little bit true from my experience. But when you're young, you think you're 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 vulnerable. I'm not vulnerable. You think that you can take on anything and you can't get anything because I'm young. And I started learning some more about this when I started watching the show that I know a lot of people are hooked on. Um, it's just have you, I don't know if anybody's seen the one girl five gays. They have it yeah. on logo. Oh, yeah, and, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen ad, ad, adverts for it, yeah. Yeah, and all the guys on there are in their younger to mid-20s. And listening to them talk, and especially when the topic of HIV comes up, I think, mm-hmm. you guys don't have a clue what you're talking about. You really yep. don't know what you're talking about. And and it comes back down to the education where they didn't, if, you're not, if you don't know anybody that can get in there and educate you, 
you don't know better. And, exactly. you know, and, and I think that that's what could probably stop it the most is trying to strike it. You know, we talk to kids about pregnancy and talk to kids about all these things when they're younger and in high school, and it doesn't stop at all. But, you know, I'm sure there are some people who probably do go, whoa, that's kind of smart, you know. But there's nobody out there talking to somebody about about HIV or even, you know, other STIs or anything like that. And I think that that's right. what's really important. You know, it's controversial, but I think it's important. No, it absolutely is. You have to talk to people about it. Because if you don't, then it's it's not – you know, you know, sex ed isn't just about pregnancy anymore. Right. It just isn't. It's not about, you know, you know, this is what happens when you have sex, so the sperm fertilizes the egg, yada, yada, yada. But it's also about understanding what the hell is going on with your body. Uh-huh. What's, you know, and... and the 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 particular um, STIs that are out there, or in my generation, the STDs that are out oh, there. Exactly. Right? You know, it's, oh, now it's infection. It was a disease. It was like, oh, my God, really? Come on. But but it's, it, 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 it's understanding what happens with your well, own body. I think part of the other problem, too, is I think we need people who are willing to go out and talk to people and be open and honest, you know. Um, oh, absolutely. That's part of the thing. I, think, I think that part of the problem is nobody just says it, you know. It, it, they don't say it. They try to dance around using certain words and dancing around using, you know, the issues. And, you know, they dance around certain words. You know what? Honestly, I listen to this amazing person on OprahRadio.com, Oprah Dr. Laura okay. Berman. Uh, okay, okay, we uh-huh. won't hold that against you, but keep I going. Don't, please don't. <laughs> but she talks very openly about sex education and sex and uses the proper terms. But when we go out and we show pictures of people and that's all we're doing and just handing out condoms, that's not good enough. And for me personally, I think what it's done is it's opened up conversations in my life because I'm willing to answer the questions that nobody wants to answer. And we need more people that are going to be willing to go out there and talk about the details and the things that people are too scared to talk about or too scared to mention because they feel that they're not in a comfortable or safe environment. I think that's where the problem is, is because people are too scared, especially in the U.S., to talk about sex and what it entails and what can happen because of it. And we just need to get over some of that. It's not going to change overnight, but being able to say, hey, you know, like maybe even, I know it sounds kind of silly, but set up a little, I don't know, maybe a little, hey, talk to me about HIV AIDS in a bar. I bet you money you'd get at least one or two people that would talk to somebody, and right. you might be surprised by the questions they may ask. Yeah, so that's my two cents plus some. <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right, and 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 I know we're like, um, where are we? We're like 15 minutes to the end of the hour, but but Michael, I, I got to tell you before we let you go, and is is I personally think what you have done is 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 amazing. Uh, um, just 
I mean, you went on CNN. They put it on the they put it on the website. They, I mean, it's a great interview. What you've done. Thank you. And 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 knowing that I know you, well, we haven't met in person, but I was I watched it and I'm like, I know that guy. I know him. I know him. And I was looking at people in my office going, I know him. I know him. And <laughs> it's like, we've talked on the air. We've, we, we've talked. We've, we've like, like, emailed. And and, <laughs> and it, it, it was it was really neat to to have that connection with you. And, and I'm, I'm just thrilled to death to have that well, connection you with you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. And, and, um, and you and me, we both we have our we have our biohazard tattoos. Woohoo! Woohoo! You know, it's all about biohazard. Woo! Because I have more diseases running around in me than just HIV. So I really am a biohazard. My God. <laughs> anyway. Oh my. I know that's terrible, isn't it? Well, thank you guys for giving me my two seconds of. Um, you're, you're welcome. It's it's over two seconds. I mean, you really, literally had your t- fifteen minutes. You had two two of them, so now it's over. <laughs> yeah. It's done. Uh, Michael, okay. so, thanks so much for calling in, man, and, and thank, thank you, you so much. You do with, thank you, Michael. Thank and, you guys and, very much. And, I appreciate and, it. And, and, and again, Michael, um, I'll be calling you later because I want to compare tattoo notes. Sounds perfect to me. Okay, we love you. Okay. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, and we're going to open the lines now. If you'd like to give us a call here and have a question or a topic you want us to discuss, please call us at 347-215-9442. We are taking what was that number again? Uh, 347-215-9442. We, we say, the, say call. the last no. four digits again. 9442. No, 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 no. You said it. You said it before. Nine, four, four, two, four, two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my count voice. Uh, the next topic I want to talk about is the okay. What do you want to talk about? On Paz, I am, um, and it's and the question that asks: Has HIV made you a better person? So that is not the at all. I ask you. That that that's a simple question. No. Not for you at all. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, because I was great before. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, has it changed your outlook on like you know what I mean? Like has it? Because for me, it has. It has made me a better. Okay, person. so 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 those are two different questions, though, Robert. The or question is: Is body. has HIV made you a better person? Okay, so a better person, as in how? For me, a better I a better person all around. I was a jerk off. I was a dickhead. If I dated you before. Um, really? I was a real asshole. Yeah, you? I wasn't. A, all right, I wasn't a nice person. You know what I mean? I you wasn't really somebody were? who. You were. You were. Were you a jerk? Sure. And you. So if I like came up to you in a bar, you would have like said, "No way." I would have been like, um, "I ain't got time." I would have been too. Cra- I was a jerk. Put it that way. Really? Yeah. Drugs make you do crazy things and act crazy ways, and I think kind of a combination of me getting clean and revealing my HIV status has definitely made me a better person because I don't view people as certain ways as I did before. Um, Where before I could categorize categorize people and put them in this category and say, I don't like you because you're this, 
but because you're that, and now I'm just totally open and I love everybody. <laughs> huh. Huh. Yeah, I was never like that. I was very judgmental before. Oh. Wow. I was one of those I was one of those queens that thought that I deserved everything. And I well, took everything you know for granted. You did, didn't you? Because you have a bigger penis than everybody else does. <laughs> so now I don't take stuff for granted. It's true. Okay, so he he cuts me off and he says, no, 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 now I don't take anybody. But it's true. True. Joe and I have talked. <laughs> oh, you oh, laugh. You laugh. It's on the website. Yeah, I'm sure. So, with I'm pictures. With some other topics here. Oh, um, now he wants to change topics. No, I'm asking you. You never answered it. You, you actually, you did. You said it hasn't. It really hasn't because I, you know, I, I wasn't. I think I think what HIV has done for me has broadened my horizons. I, I'm not sure it's made me a better person because I don't think I was a bad person to begin with. But was I a bad person, Mark? Don't answer that. Um, he just gave me a hand signal that I won't repeat on air. Um, but, um, no, I, I, I think it's given me a different outlook on life. Yeah, it gave me a wake-up call is what I like to call it. It kind of like snapped me back into reality. No, but I want to go back to this for a minute because we have a few minutes. <laughs> Our own little Robert Brining was a bitch. Um, yeah, and if you ask my partner now, he probably would tell you that I still am. But I was just the type of person who, I don't know, I just kind of. So, so let, let, let me tell you, if someone like me, or or like our last caller, Michael, came up to you in the bar, in a bar, and said, hey. Can I buy you a drink? Would you like to have a little fun? You would have said what to us? I would have said, of course you can buy me a drink, but no, we cannot have fun because I'm here with friends. That was my excuse for everything. I wasn't somebody, you know what I mean? Like, I talked to everybody. I was nice to people, but it was those people that were a little too touchy-feely, pushy on you that I became very bitchy towards. So if, if 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 I came up to you and said, so like if you offered me a drink and then grabbed yeah. my ass, I think I'd punch you in the face. Oh, Where today what? I'm a different person. And oh, so today if somebody bought you a drink and yeah. grabbed your ass, you would give him a kiss on the cheek. No, I'd probably throw the drink in their face and walk away. But I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> punch, punch them, them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> You're a higher class of bitch now. Right, now I'll just get my I'll just waste my drink on you. <laughs> You're a higher class of bitch. I love it. I love it. Oh God. Oh Lord. Have we wild away like almost fifty minutes? Yeah, really. We we have. We have. We have. I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I've had a great time this hour. Okay. Have you not had a great time this hour? I have. You have. I don't think I laughed so hard in a while. Oh my God, it's been great. And and you've been drinking, haven't you? 
wine. I've had uh, two glasses of wine, yeah. So it's still yeah, good. me too. I've had two glasses of wine. I'm I am celebrating our fourth year together, and I think that this year is going to be our big year. It's going to be the year where something big comes out of either this radio show. Something's going to happen for us this year. So you think we're ready so? for a wild ride? Yeah. Absolutely. I think this is the time that something happens. You are not going skinny-dipping, Mark Wisniewski. Hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. Mark thinks he's going skinny-dipping. You are pool? not going skinny-dipping. <laughs> he stops going. I'm sorry. I just saw a Facebook thing flash across my phone. He says, Mark Wisniewski is going fa- uh, skinny-dipping, and Jeremy Dunn is going to see this after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> so we um you know sorry everybody i didn't mean for you to hear that domestic dispute anyway this is going to be a great year for the two of us yeah i think it'll be great so no no side for the two of us i agree the two of us i agree just the two of us you and i <laughs> that's right <laughs> So, so tell me, um, um, yes. what is the, the next hot topic that you want to talk about, since we have about five minutes? Do we have five minutes? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? I, I think the biggest hot topic is is that we all, and, and regardless if you're in open or closed relationships or, or you're single, um, I do not say skinny tipping. I said I said skinny dip di, 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 dipping, Michael Marshall, in the in the <laughs> chat room. Um, but um, uh, I, I I think one of the bigger hot topics is is that we all have to be. Um, you are not, Mark. Oh my God, he's going. Oh my God, he's in his. Mark, Mark. Oh, there he goes. He's running up the door and he's taking keys with him. He's going skinny dipping. Oh, I'm totally going to get evicted. I am totally going to get evicted out of this apartment. I swear to God. Anyway. He is going to be ready for a close-up because that's what they're going to have to do to see it. We are winding down, so let me just anyway, anyway, uh, anyway. I'm sorry. What I was trying to say before it's rudely interrupted before somebody goes running downstairs to go jump naked in a pool is um, we need to be able to. Ask one another for for your status before you have sex. Yeah, people need to start asking. Gay people, straight people, people having sex. Absolutely. Need that. Absolutely. Anybody who's having sex with one another, ask each other what's your status, and then be be confident enough to to acknowledge your own status. That's the right? hard thing. That is a lot of people struggle with that. Yep, absolutely do. So anyway, what were you going to say? Now that Mark is running downstairs to go skinny dipping in the um, in the in the pool downstairs that I'm going to get evicted out of. 
You're funny. No, I was just going to, I was just agreeing with you. Like, people need to have the conversation. It needs to be a normal thing. Um, you know, usually when people have sexual assumptions, usually, usually, uh, I've been guilty of this of not knowing or not asking or not caring or remembering. But usually if you ask somebody their name, you know what I mean, and you're going to go to sleep with them, the next thing you should ask them should be their status. And if you're not sure, maybe you're, you know, not able to have the guts or the balls to ask that during this time, you need to wear a condom. That's what they're there for. Condoms save lives. Wear it. Absolutely. Strap it on. Whatever you need to do, cover your willy. Yeah, don't be silly. Wrap your willy. And and don't forget that pregnancy not only saves lives, but it prevents unwanted pregnancies. Right. Without right. having an abortion. You know what another hot topic that pissed me off, and I wish I would have thought of this earlier, is you know what, what I hate? When you watch what? a friggin', I think we talked about this a little bit before, but when you watch a commercial, we're going to say it's for Viagra. Or oh, oh, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay? And at the friggin' end of the commercial, it says, It does not protect you against HIV and STDs. Okay. But they HIV don't tell you what is an STD. But yep. HIV is an STD. Why must you separate it and make it something different and stigmatize it? To me, that is stigmatizing HIV and saying that it's not an STD. It's an HIV. Why STD? Why must you single it out? Because Why? it's HIV. Why must they single it out? Because they do. I don't think it's fair. I don't I think know. it's fair, and I think it's ridiculous. It's true. Like, why would I think something that gets me erect protect me from getting a disease? I don't understand. It doesn't say will not protect you, does not protect you against pregnancy, but it mentions HIV and STDs. That's my point. It pisses me off, and every time I see a commercial where okay, any of these okay, extends okay, okay, or whatever Wait, 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 wait. Does HIV get you erect? No. So, so then what do you mean? It says to you, the pill itself, whether it's Viagra or Cialis or Extend, that's oh, what gets you erect. Oh, 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 so that is, erection. Gotcha. Why would that pill that gets me hard protect me against HIV and syphilis and everything else? It doesn't. To me, it just, it just stigmatizes HIV more and makes people living with HIV feel a certain kind of way, and I think it's ass backwards, and I do not agree with it. No, I think you're right. It's you know why don't they say it doesn't prevent prevent from pregnancy HIV herpes the whole nine yards. So why don't that's they say gonna that? be my blog. I'm gonna blog about that shit. You watch. I'm in a mood tonight. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> We're down to the last minute, so I want to thank everybody, Michael, for calling in, and everyone for hanging out with us. We'll be here. Every Sunday at 9 p.m., whether it's me, Jeremy, me, Jer- Jeremy, and Jack, or me and Jack, or Jack and Jeremy. We'll all be here. Or Jack and Jeremy. Um, and I want to thank you all again for tuning in. And remember, you can find out more information about me and the radio show at pausim.com. Join the Pause community. Find other people who are living with HIV and know what it's like. Share stories. Find similarities. Follow my host, PositivelySpeaking.com extraordinaire, Mr. Jeremy Dunn. <laughs> You like that? <laughs> who? Who? Where? Huh? <laughs> follow Jeremy Dunn. Uh, go to Pause I Am on Twitter, and you can follow all the hosts there and, and catch all our funny stuff that we talk That's about. That's right. And 
I'm ready to go watch Big Brother and have a great night. And you know what? Jeremy, I'm, I'm ready to go, like, watch some crazy TV tonight and stay up past 11 because tomorrow's Labor Day. Woohoo! There you go. You have yourself a great night, Jeremy. You too, baby cakes. I love you. Love everybody. Bye-bye. Love our, all our ris- listeners. Listeners? <laughs> listeners. Love all of our listeners. That's not easy to say. And mwah, love my my favorite host, Robert Brining or Bobby. <laughs> Bye, Jeremy. Bye. Have a good night, everybody. And remember, you, you can find more information on the show at pauseim.com. I contracted a preventable disease from a guy that looks good and smells good but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not to blame. I should have loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all, I found self-love and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS but always greater. I just realized that not caring for myself or my body, I was my biggest hater. I am author of the naked truth, Marvin Brown, and I am greater than AIDS.